Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. All right, so uh, help me welcome my guest today. Alexis Mondragon. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, bro. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me over today, man. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure having you on, man. I really like your your the way that you say your name in English. Mond- yeah. Mondragon? Mondragon. Yeah. Growing up, uh, we had a whole bunch of English friends that were very having a hard trouble saying our, our last name. So we were just like Mon Dragon, Mon yeah, Dragon. Easy, easy. And I was like just Mon and then Dragon. Mon so, Dra- yeah, nice. so it was easy to just split it up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're the, how many brothers do you have? Do you have one brother? I have one brother and I have one younger sister. And I'm the, okay. oh, yeah, right. I'm the middle yeah. child. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How's that been, growing up middle child? <sighs> it's everything a middle child <laughs> is, right? Everything they yeah, say it is. You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Getting in trouble and everything. Yeah, I'll, 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 uh. so you're you're um, Alexis is actually my 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 second cousin in law. I don't know if that's the way that works, but you're married to my second cousin. Yes. So yes, Veronica is my wife, and I think you guys are second cousins because her mom and your mom, mom are first cousins. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're we're family, bro. Yeah, we are we're family for sure. Um, and I, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. I I've, I've been following what you've been doing. Um, I guess since you started doing it, what, how long yeah. has it been? Maybe a year? So uh, the whole fashion thing actually started realistically in like September. So almost a year, okay. like about 10, 10 months, give or take-ish. Okay. And so, yeah, it's been it's been crazy ride. Okay. For and, sure. And, and by the way, just for those who, who can't see, Alexis is like suited up. I mean, the suit and tie. I mean, I, you got a nice watch on. You yeah, came yeah. rolling in. I'm here with my, my Gap shirt and uh, you're I, making me look bad, bro. I wish I was in a Gap shirt right now, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's, it's starting to get hot. And so definitely right. a suit in the summertime is not the most ideal situation, but... Yeah. but yeah. You rock suit, it, bro. We you just have to. You rock it. So, so um, where, where do you where, where do you work? Because so that's, that's a fancy outfit, for right? Coming, right. Coming so getting off of work, I work for uh, my brother's wealth management firm. He has he started his business about three months ago, and we've seen tremendous amount of growth over the past. Uh, my position is more of marketing and recruiting, and so I. A lot of my time goes to speaking to either experienced advisors or people that are trying to get into the business and or going to universities, going to networking events and prospecting for people that are passionate about finance and are looking somewhere to kind of start their business and so um, or transition into it. Okay. So um, that's kind of my primary role with him. And so appearance and is is a big deal, right? The the way you present yourself and... And I I, I see a lot of it, um, like you guys are are pretty big on on social media, um, just kind of posting some some of the, the pictures together. And, and the, the thought that comes to mind is like Mad Men, like that show uh, back back in the day. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that show. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm a huge Donald Draper fan. Um, definitely a lot of what I do, uh, I know you, people can't see it, but, you know, I'm wearing a collar pin and yeah, that's kind of where yeah. I got that from. And, you know, cufflinks and all these other aspects of it. Uh, Mad Men was a huge, is still a huge influence. And in, in our culture, yeah, yeah, and how we do things, yeah, uh, that, that's cool, man. Thanks for for, for uh, uh, a little bit of that background. I, I want to kind of go maybe a little bit further back and in, and in, into in your story, um, just for those who who might not know you. I guess you can kind of talk about. You can start at at any point that you think is yeah. is relevant to your your story. So I was born. No, okay, I'm right. playing. <laughs> no, so. Uh, me and Ryan know each other because of uh, this previously before I even married his second cousin. We we were PKs. And so we kind of met at a lot of uh, pastor events. And so but growing up, um, you know, we grew up very humble, I guess yeah. you can say. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know we didn't have much. 
because that we thought that that's how everybody lived. Yeah. And so we grew up pastor kids, you know, uh, for those who believe that the Christian game is money, that's where the money's at. I, <laughs> I will strongly advise against that. But, um, you know, we grew up pretty humble in our beginnings. My dad became a pastor. Um, later in life at 45, you know, and he's still pastoring and he's still pastoring. So we're, 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 we're going on 20, about 25 years, 24 years. And so, um, we've seen tremendous amount of growth, but I mean, growing up, we were, you know, we grew up sleeping in other people's houses. And I mean, I know the terminology has been used a lot, but we did sleep in benches and, you know, we, we grew up like that. Um, and so growing up, me, my brother, my sister, it was really just me and my brother. Um, he's kind of the, I've always said that he's been the guy that's kind of been raised me Mm -hmm. just because my parents were in that. I want to help everybody mode of pastoring and want to, you know, be, in as many different houses and as many different events and as many different as I can. And they were going to Bible school and all these other things. You know, I was about eight years old. My brother was about 12. And so, you know, my dad wouldn't trust my brother with like me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I, I've, I've always said that, you know, my brother is somebody that I see as more than my brother uh, just because of who he is and what he was able to do for me. And, you know, I was, like I said, a middle, middle child, yeah. very emotional, very quick to be angry, quick <laughs> to say things. And, and so he'd be the one to be like, Hey, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need to relax a little bit. You know, your comments affect not just us, you know, right. affects the way they perceive you and things like that. So he's taught me a lot. And so kind of, that's how we grew up and, 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 it, it, it's taught me so many lessons. It's taught me to be grateful for everything that I have now. Um, it's taught me to appreciate the little things in life and to appreciate family that much more. Yeah. And so that's good, man. Um, I, as, as a pastor's kid, cause I, I don't, I don't talk to a lot of, um, fellow pastor's kids. I also grew up a PK. Um, so when I, when I come across one, I'd like to ask them, you know, this, this question because I, I, I often get different responses. You think I'd get a similar response, but how did uh, growing up as a pastor's kid, how, how did that, how did that, I guess, yeah, affect your faith or, it, or shape it? It? Uh, it affected it in a way that, you know, it seemed unfair, okay. but the way it shaped it, I mean, here, I'll give you an example of kind of how we grew up. So when, when I was, a senior in high school, I wanted to go to my prom. And I was very excited because I actually had a job and I could afford to go. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even have to, my parents to pay for anything. And so some lady from church came up to my mom and said, don't let your son go to prom. And my mom was like, okay, what, why? She's like, there's drugs, there's alcohol, and sex related. Yeah. And then we were like, my mom, you know, Hispanic, Christian, very, past, very right? like, right. that's where her mind went. Mm-hmm. And she, no one can change her mind from that perspective, from that idea of yeah. what prom was. And so she didn't let me go. Her and my dad fought it and said, you can't go, you can't go. I said, fine. Two years later, though, her daughter's, her daughter's turn to go to prom. <laughs> Her daughter went to a prom. Uh, the, the, the one, the, the woman one, who, the was, woman who was telling my mom. <laughs> her daughter went to prom. To, her daughter went to prom. Oh, and so <laughs> I remember being so angry. Yeah. And, you know, by that point, it's two years later. Like, yeah. it doesn't even matter anymore. I remember I was just laughing about it. And I was just like, see, that's why you don't listen to people. <laughs> and so growing up, it was very different for us to to have a normality within a sense, right? Uh, I I really didn't have much friends in high school just because my dad was like, don't, I don't want you associating yourself with that. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted all my friends to be in church. He wanted, you know, my life to revolve around church. Yeah. And so it was a, it was very difficult for us to find uh, an identity for our own selves that wasn't our parents' impression on us. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it was very cool to to grow up now 
now that I'm married and with a kid and, and not be not have to put those perceptions onto my daughter mm-hmm. um, and be able to move past that. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, there was times, right, where people test your faith and, oh, and yeah, you're, yeah. you're consistently having to battle. Is this worth it? Yeah. And why do we have to keep doing this? Or why do why do we have to be the ones caught in the middle of it? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a, it was a very, very difficult yeah. You know, growing up, you know, and and now it, it, it's it's okay. You right, know, we're right. we're older and it's different. Yeah. But I mean, growing up, the the perception was, you know, you guys have to live a certain lifestyle that yeah. isn't really accountable to the rest of well, us. Yeah, and and I asked the question because a lot of a lot of um, kids who grow up, pastors' kids, they they go either way. You, you know, yeah. some of them run away from the faith because their parents were too strict. There, there, there was too much pressure to be right. perfect, you know? And so it's kind of ironic because um, there's some pastors who, who who really just enforce so so many rules, right on, right, on on their kids. And we know that verse, you know, train up your child in the way that he yeah. should go. And, and when he gets older, he, he, sh- he won't depart. Some, yeah. Sometimes, um, I, I guess, <laughs> when it's done the wrong way, yeah. the child actually... Grows up and and departs, goes goes the opposite direction, and, and that's never the obvious. Obviously, it's never the intent, yeah. um, but it 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 makes me wonder: um, are, are are some pastors maybe too? They're putting too much pressure on their kids. I I think that some pastors are worried too much about what people will think of them, uh-huh. and so I, personally, I think that if pastors were able to concentrate on what that kid truly wants and wants to do, every kid wants a dream. Every right. kid wants to do something. And, and I mean, there's kids that say, dad, I want to be in church. I want to preach. I want to do this. I want to do that. And that's cool. But for the kids that are going, well, I want to do something else. I want to do this. I right. want to do this. And it's outside of church as pastors or as, as a dad or as a mom. It's not our job to go, no, that isn't what you're going to do. Right. What you're going to do is this yeah. because this is what I'm doing. So you have to do it. Was it, was it, was there that pressure for you ever to, to be, you know, kind of following your dad's uh, footsteps? As, yeah. As a pastor? Yeah. I mean, he, he wanted us to preach at an early age. He was like, Hey, you want to preach on a Sunday morning? Hey, this and then you know my brother played instruments so um it was like hey do you want to lead worship do you want to do this do you want to do that and then my my sister was in tambourine so mm-hmm. he wanted her to be all this i mean and, and so at one point we just we were like well we want to do something outside of that yeah. and, and I, we were just talking about it where some pastors don't don't find they can't find anything outside of church. Like they can't find some something to relate to outside of church. And so we realized we don't want that to be the case for us. We want to still keep going to church. We want to still support our dad. We want to be there. And, but we want to be able to also pursue our dreams, our passions and our goals outside of church. But of course, God being involved right. in all the decisions and all the things that um, which we are trying to accomplish. And so if that could be the primary advice yeah. that parents, pastors should give their kids is do what you want to do and follow it, but never forget that God should be in the center of all your decisions. And so, um, you know, whenever you try to force something that makes the kid want to retract yeah. from it completely because now people feel like they're in a box or they're being stifled. Yeah. And so I, I feel like you're right. It's either hit or miss. You're either going to stay or you're going to leave when you grow up. And and majority of the time, you're going to leave yeah. just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you decide to stay stay and support and have that clarity of a conversation with your dad where you sit him down and you say, look, I'm here to support you. I love God. I love this church. This is where I grew up. But let me be a member. Sure. Don't let me be your son and then have to be all these other things Mm -hmm. because I'm your son. Right. Good. Like, let me learn. Let me grow up. Let me, only because you're my dad doesn't mean that I have to 
be here and be giving. Yeah. Sometimes we have to receive as well. Right. I, I think, I mean, I think all of that is really good, man. And, and, and I, I definitely, you know, obviously being a pastor's kid and, and kind of coming from the same, you know, upbringing as, as you, um, I think I, I see a lot of, you know, kids who grow up, maybe they're not, they're, they're not pastor's kids, but they're, they're, they're growing up in a very, very conservative home. Um, you know, their, their parents are, are in ministry. They, they serve in the church. And what ends up happening is uh, these parents are really forcing upon their kids uh, rules more so than than God Himself. Right. You know, um, you know, a few years ago when I was growing up, the, the thing that no one could do was go to the movies. You know, yeah, <laughs> go, going to the movies was a was a sin. Yeah. And so you know, things like that, it, it makes some kids uh, just grow up a little bit bitter uh, yeah. and resentful because it's like, man, I thought, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought that this was a, a welcoming environment. I thought that I could come to church and, and be loved and, and um, you know, um, just kind of be myself. But, but there's so many things that I can't do. And it makes kids be good liars because now they have to lie about things yeah. like that. Like, I have to lie to you about going to the movies, even though I'm going to go watch the Avengers, right. which is, you know, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. You know, I just want to see it. Or, you know, it, it just, you know, you have to become really good at lying to your parents about things that you shouldn't. And so, therefore, your foundation isn't trust, mm-hmm. but lies. Yeah. And so then when all this comes to light, parents are completely shocked and they're mistaken and they can't believe it. And But you should have seen the writing on the wall. You you became so strict with how you perceived it that you never really gave yeah, them yeah. the opportunity to be themselves. And that brings up a, a memory of mine when the Passion of the Christ came out. <laughs> you know, what, I don't know, ten years ago or so or more. Yeah. Um, but there, there was some people from our from our church that that were like, they uh, <laughs> they were like, hey, don't don't go to the movies, even if it's you know the Passion of the Christ. We're, we'll 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 watch it here as a church. And and I was thinking like. Really? Yeah. Really? Like my, that's, that's, that's my dad that's has his too. old school perception <laughs> of movies that yeah, people are yeah. just going crazy. Yeah, in there, I, and I'm I guess just that's like, what they did back in the day. Yeah. Man. I don't, I don't recall <laughs> yeah. those days, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that, that's good. And, you know, for me as a pastor, I, I kind of see both. You know, both um, where both sides are coming from. You know, I, I I understand being a pastor's kid, not wanting to be forced to do things that um that isn't that isn't me so like um i don't want to make my daughter you know get up on stage and preach a sermon if if that's not her that that might not be her calling that might not be what god is you know developing in her so i don't want to enforce that on her right and i understand also from the pastor's point of view because you do as a pastor you face pressure from your from your church and right and and like just like that example that you shared, your mom. I mean, she, it seemed like she was you know ready for you to go to prom and, yeah. and enjoy your time and, and make some memories. But she started feeling the pressure from right from her members. And so there, there, there's a balance there. I think that we just uh, just need to exercise um, some some wisdom and, and, and discernment and uh, not, think, not be afraid to yeah hurt some people. Yeah, feelings. I think at the end of the day, I mean, we're all we're in charge of. You know, if God gave us a child, he placed us in charge of it. And for us to make decisions that we feel are best for them when we have to make those decisions for them. Um, so my perception is, yes, I'll hear what you have to say. But at the end of the day, I'll discuss that with my wife. And if what we are saying makes more sense than what you are saying, yeah. then we're going to do what we believe is best for our daughter. Right. You know, because people, they don't leave. Yeah, and they won't yeah. know the damages or anything that you leave behind by trying to install your values onto somebody else's kids. Right. Yeah. And good, good. And we didn't even have any of this stuff on the notes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just want. I, I on the way over here today, I was like, man, I should ask him about you know. Yeah, that was a, that was a good question. I yeah. like that. Uh, and I definitely, I think it makes a good transition um, for what you're, what what you've been doing right now because it, it's outside of church ministry. Right. Um, and I don't know if I don't know how your your parents have, have seen it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's you know a story there. But um, um, I've been fo- like I said, I've been following what you're doing, and I think I I had commented on one of your recent 
photos. You, you did a photo shoot. Yeah. I don't know where it was, man, but it was a picture of you like in, in a swimming pool yeah. with like, um, you know, you were suited up and I was like, man, that's a dope picture, man. So yeah. I commented on you like, dude, this is dope. And, and, and um, it spiraled yeah. into this. Yeah. 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 So how all this got started was very, very weird. Like, so how this got started was that I started working with my, with my brother yeah. And I started dressing in suits every day. And people just kept saying, like, dude, you should model. And, you know, when, when a friend tells you, <laughs> you're just like, oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, you know, I appreciate the compliment. And so then I started doing it more and more. And, and more and more people started saying, you should do it. You should do it. I have one of my great friends. His name is Marcel. He works with us. He was like, dude, like, you got it. You just... You need to put it out there, and you'll see what you get back. So I said, okay. So this photographer was looking for a, a guy that she just wanted to do her portfolio. She wanted to have a portfolio with a guy because she had primarily was doing weddings. Okay. And so one of her friends, who is my friend, so kind of the bridge between us, reached out. Her friend reached, my friend reached out to me and said, hey, this photographer wants a guy and I've seen you post a couple of pictures in suits and I showed her and she think you'd be good for it. So I was like, really? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, dude, you should do it. So I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So then I did it. And that was in like September of last year. And so when I got the pictures back, like I was like, I was like, whoa, like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and so then I posted them, and it got a lot of traction. Uh-huh. And people were like, dude, you need to be doing this. And so I was like, uh, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to start a blog on fashion, on WordPress, on a WordPress. So I had one of my friends, one of my good friends, and Mariana, which you know, yeah, yeah. she helped me. And... She helped me with the WordPress for that day. We stayed up to like one in the morning doing it because we started pretty late. And we just put it out there. And the first day, we got like over 800 or 900 views. And like about 20 people shared it. And like it was crazy. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm onto something here. And so... I started having my wife just take pictures of me every Sunday and I was just like, take them. And it was just on done over my phone and I was just listening. I was just doing it. I was just every Sunday posting pictures and I started reading on hashtags. So I started Mm -hmm. posting hashtags and like before I knew it, like a photographer was like, Hey, I like to take your pictures and I was like, all right, how much are you going to charge me? He was like, <laughs> nah, I'm going to do it for free. I was like, okay, sure. And so we went to downtown and we did that. That basically blew up mm-hmm. where like three, four other people reposted it. And then as soon as that I had posted the final product, I had about three other photographers tell me, hey, I want to take your picture. And then... Over the last three months, I've worked with about 15 to 16 photographers. And tomorrow, I have another shoot that I'm going to Dallas with, and then I'm coming back, and then I have another one on Sunday. And it's just been like that. And I still don't know where it's going. Mm. It's kind of in the early stages, but I mean, it's... It's grown tremendously, yeah. and I didn't ever think it was going to happen. That's crazy how how that's happening because it it, it started kind of kind of uh, unintentionally. It, it yeah. sounds like right. <laughs> it, it, it it always starts like that. Yeah, and yeah. so um, I just couldn't believe it, and so now I'm here at this point, and I really don't know where it's going, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm here for the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And and has there been any? Uh, I don't know any 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 challenges that you've been kind of facing. Um, any, uh, I, I I remember you posted something when you when you first shared your blog about um, how you, had you had been thinking about doing it for a while and 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 you just I guess for whatever reason didn't do it. So you, you didn't 
you didn't put yourself out there when when you initially wanted to, and then you just kind of just said, "What the yeah. heck? I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm going to do it. I have to do it." Yeah. So I grew up like around 11, 12 years old. I got psoriasis, which is a skin disorder. And it was really, really bad. And that really, really diminished a lot of my confidence, you know, of who I was. And, you know, it kind of became me instead of just part of me. Mm -hmm. And so I I made it more into bigger than what I thought it was in my head. And so I, it really, really, really messed with me. And so I never thought I could be that guy. You know, I never thought that, you know, I was ever going to be this. And so those were all challenges and those were all things that I had to overcome myself before jumping off the ledge and being able to do it. Um, Just, you know, after that, I also thought that I was, you know, I was very chubby growing up. You wouldn't have guessed it, but I, I think you've seen. Man, I don't. I remember you being chubby. Well, yeah. When when you met me, probably I was I was in the early stages of losing You're weight. Yeah, but I was a really chubby dude, and so my biggest attribute was always comedy. So I always try to make people laugh. So I I think that I'm a pretty funny guy. I don't oh, know. It's a joke, bro. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, those those days are over. Uh, so. Uh, growing up, I had all these insecurities about myself. And I mean, even even now, sometimes, you you know, you have to consistently fight that, you know, I don't look like that battle, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to accept who you are. And, and when you start accepting who you are as a person, the people around you start accepting who you are as well, yeah, you, you know, who, you know, and. And if you are, if people, if you are carrying yourself as this person you're not, then people are going to accept this person you're not. Yeah. And it's just a cycle of, you know, you having to be this person all the time because you think that that's the person that people like. Yeah. As opposed to if you are truly yourself, when you meet people, people will love you for you. And the people that don't like you for you, well, you know that that's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I think that once I got in the mentality of I'm going to start accepting myself for who I am and going out there and presenting myself with confidence and with the ability that I and the mentality that I do belong here, I think that changed everything yeah. for me. Well, I think that that's a that's a game changer for pretty much anyone who overcomes it like in anything, right. um, in, in, in any ministry or, you know, put, you know, starting a business or starting whatever, starting a blog. There's a lot of, of hesitation that we uh, that we undergo, and um, sometimes it just keeps us from from getting to our to the next step, you know, uh, getting us to the place where God wants us to be. I remember I, I started when I first started uh, teaching music, so I had a you know a music school yeah. uh, called CM Lessons for a, a few years, and and um, it, it started you know year two it started really growing, and I was super busy all the time and. Uh, now I'm not doing that anymore because yeah. I, just, I I got drained. But yeah. but um I I remember you know not really putting myself out there, not letting people know what I was doing, not not marketing myself because I didn't want I didn't want people to see me in, in a way that I've never presented myself before. Right. Especially like to your friends, to your friends, you know, or to my friends, I'm like this, you know. Um, guy, I'm, I'm, I'm joking around a lot and, and we're having fun. And, and that's the dynamic that they know me as. Mm-hmm. And, and so now all of a sudden I want to start a business and and I, I have to present myself professionally right? and and in a way that, that's going to attract, you know, customers. Yeah. Um, but what are my friends going to think about that? They're going to be like, oh, that's fake. Oh, dude, Ryan, what are you right. doing? You know? And, and so for me, for a long time, just kind of putting myself out there, it, it was like, I don't want to do it because I'm going to be presenting myself in a way that, that they don't, they don't see me, but if you want to, if you ever want to get success, you you kind of have to do that. Yeah, right. De- most definitely. I remember when I started another Instagram page, right? And when I started it, I was like, "Well, I can have two, right? I can have my day to day family life one, and then I can have my fashion one mm-hmm. kind of thing." And I was like, "But then I realized." 
no, because this one already has the following and everything. So I'm just going to build this one up. And so, but I remember when I first started my second page, I was on a very, um, you know, killing it high, right? Uh-huh. Because of my blog and, you know, people were congratulating me and they were like, dude, it's going to be killer. And so I did it and I had one of my friends screenshot it and she sent it to me and she was like, what is this? I said, and then I told her, this is my fashion. And all she replied was, LOL. <laughs> and I was like, made you think a little yeah, bit. like all of a sudden, like I doubted myself. I, I, I was like, is this what people think? Like, am I a joke? Yeah. Do yeah, people, yeah, do, yeah like, yeah. are people laughing at the fact that I'm starting something else or doing something else? And then I was like, <sighs> like, literally, I thought about that probably for like a day. Mm-hmm. I was like, are people just trying to be nice to me? You know, you know, these thoughts just start going into your mind. Am I, I'm not even that good. Why am I even doing this? This, I shouldn't have done it. You know, but you got to surround yourself with people who, who see the vision yeah. and see the end and they go, no, nah, dude, forget that. Right. You got to put that to the side. Yeah. You got to let that go quickly. Yeah. I was like, because you're not for everybody. And that's, that's we're good. not all for everybody. Yeah, we're not. You know? And so it's very important that you associate yourself with a group of individuals that see that. Right. That see the end game. And so that's kind of one of the things that we talk about at work. You know, all right, we have this thing where we go, do you have an employee mindset where you like coming in, clocking in, clocking out, and then leaving? Do you like doing the bare minimum so you don't get fired? You know, you know how Zach Majors, he's our CEO, how he puts it, he goes, do you do enough work for your employer to pay you what you get paid? Yeah. And does the employee do enough not to get fired by the employer? Mm-hmm. And so there's that spectrum. And then there's a the business owner spectrum where you're anticipating needs and you're doing this and you're doing that. And, you know, when you have when you're starting something new, you have to be able to start anticipating, you know, what it is, who you're appealing to, how you want to present yourself. And it's okay to have different relationships with different people because, yeah. I mean, you can't be the same with everybody. Right. Not everyone is worthy of all the big conversations that you have because not everybody's ready for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you you got to be able to tear it up and to go, all right, this, com- this type of conversation is for this group. And then this type of conversation is for the other. Mm-hmm. And because not everybody will see the big picture. Yeah. And so when you try to tell the big picture to somebody who doesn't see it, they're going to shoot it down or right. not believe in it or go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to this one, if you tell them the big picture, they go, well, how about if you do it like this? And they yeah. start inputting and they start suggesting and they start giving you ideas that you probably hadn't thought of. That's good. Yeah. You want to, you always, uh, and I tell people, you want to be careful who you share your vision with and, and who you share your dreams with, because some people will, they will make you doubt yourself and uh, they might tear it down. And, um, you know, the, the, the Bible story that comes to mind is Joseph and his brothers, you know, when he's, when he's telling his brothers of, of the dreams that he had and, and, and his brothers were probably not the right, the right people to tell, yeah. right? Because it, it, it involved them bowing down to Joseph and, and all of a sudden they, they take offense and they're like, what, what, who do you think you are? Right. Um, you think we're really going to bow down to you? So, you, you have to be careful. You have to be mindful about who you're sharing your vision with and your dreams with because not everyone's going to be on board. Not everyone's going to be your fan. And and that's kind of the point where you start to realize who's with you and, and who's not. Yeah, you know? De- definitely. The, the Bible story that reminds to me, and I, I don't know if you ever thought about it this way, is the story of when Peter is walking on water to go see Jesus. To me, I, I break it down into there's three things that are happening. There's a problem. Right. Which is a storm. Uh, there's your current state in which you're in. You're inside a boat with the other disciples. And then there's a solution, which is Jesus. And so for you to get from here to here, you have to walk. Right. And you have to at least step off the boat and know that even if you fail, he'll be there. And there's a lot of people who don't even bother stepping off oh, the yeah. boat. And they just stay like the disciples. And you got to be careful who's on your boat because when you step off the boat and get into the water and you try to go to the solution, which is Jesus, there's going to be guys that are going to be like, you can't do it. That's right. 
you won't be able to do it. You're not going to get far. You're not going to be able to do anything. And so you got to be careful who's on the boat with you. Because when you are stepping on a leap of faith, like starting your own business, doing fashion, starting your own church, doing lessons, starting your gold movement, not everybody is going to be able, you have to be in that boat where people are going, yeah, like you can do it. Yeah. Like there's all these circumstances, there's all these problems around us, there's all these things going on, but we will get to the solution, which is Jesus. Yeah, and oh, so that's perfect. That's, that's great, and I and I love it, and and that's the way I see it, and I and I try to put everyone who's on my boat. I I try to have them be someone where if I'm going to step off the ledge, I don't just want yes people. I want people that are going to guide me. You know, because it's easy to say shoot something down, mm-hmm. but you know if if I'm gonna present you an idea and you're gonna shoot it down, give me your perspective on why, mm-hmm. and then. And I don't want to hear a selfish one. I want to hear a real logical explanation on why you're telling me I shouldn't do this. You know, um, one thing my brother says, if you're going to present a business plan to me, I better not be able to poke holes in it. Because that means that you haven't really thought it through. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, whenever you present a business plan to somebody, you have to be able to think of all the answers and think of all the questions that could arise from when presenting someone to something. Right. And so that's kind of how, how I see things. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's a really good analogy. And, and uh, um, if I could just kind of add to that a little bit, yeah, the people in your boat. Um, I, I just kind of, I just I, as you were explaining that, I, I was I was picturing the scene. You know, Peter um, see, looking at Jesus, finding the solution. And um, I mean, if he would have turned around and told his the, the disciples, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of the boat. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Jesus." They were probably going to state the obvious to him. No, you're gonna sink. No, Peter, you can't walk on water. No, exactly. Peter, there's there's a storm. And they're, they're, they're telling him things that he already knows. knows. So you have to surround yourself with people that are also looking at the same thing that you're looking at. They mm-hmm. see the same vision. They see the same solution. Or if maybe they don't see it because not everyone sees it, at least they're looking at you and they trust you to, to know where you're going. Exactly. Those are the people that you want um, to get in your in your circle group. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah. That's definitely. really good. Um, and um, so I, I want to kind of transition to the, um, to my next point here, and a couple of weeks ago, I had on um, another. She's a she's a fashion blogger as well. She's a, an Insta, um, an influencer on Instagram, right? And uh, we we kind of talked a little bit about this, and I, I want to get your perspective. Um, just kind of dealing with haters because right. everyone has them, um, and if you don't have them yet, it, you know maybe it's because you haven't you haven't. Uh, you haven't made it yet. You, you, have, you haven't earned it yet. Yeah, you haven't yeah. earned it yet. And, and that's a that's a that's a weird way of thinking about it. But you earn haters, like right. to, to a certain level of elevation that that that, that you're taken to. Um, there's all there's always going to come. Oh haters. yeah, definitely. You know, people are always saying, "Well, how you? Why are you wearing that? You know, that doesn't go well." I think the best way to deal with them isn't by not dealing with them. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I had someone comment, hey, why aren't you wearing a wedding ring? Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I'm doing a wedding shoot, you know, and it's just some people don't like jewelry. Some people, different photographers want you for different reasons. And so I think that the fact that somebody took the time to look at something like that. They're they're finding Yeah, they're trying to, you know, and... You know, because my wife follows me and obviously and I was like and all these things and I don't want, you know, I don't want her thinking, well, why isn't he wearing one? Right. But I take her to most of all my shoots. She has fun. She meets all the photographers. Mm-hmm. I ask her if she wants to take any pictures, but she says no. <laughs> so but, um, you know, I try to be very transparent with her, but um, people will try to find the smallest thing. Right. Like. Like, uh, you know, do a shoot and then they go, well, that was okay. Or like, you know, they won't acknowledge it or, you know, they don't want to talk about it or, you know, and, and I don't think that's hate. I just don't think, you know, some people just don't care, Yeah. you know, and I don't know if I'm big enough yet. I probably am not or I'm such a lovable guy that nobody <laughs> strongly dislikes me that much or they probably haven't they, said anything they say yeah, or they, they hasn't gotten, haven't. gotten to me. Yeah. But uh, realistically, I think that even if people were to say something, I, I, I think that if if you focus on that, then that's who you will be. Yeah. And so I try not to focus on 
on that, on, on the primary aspect of what people think of me. Yeah. You know, I already grew up like that, you know, with <clears throat> my dad in church and worried about, you know, I wasn't allowed to wear ripped jeans till all. <laughs> I remember I bought ripped jeans one time when I was 16 and my dad was so mad <laughs> that he ripped the remaining jeans of it. I'll give you ripped jeans. I, I couldn't even make shorts of them. I know. So, I mean, uh, I grew up thinking of caring about people's perspective and, you know, thanks to my brother and my wife and I, I try not to care about that anymore. I just do what I, I do and, and, and the people that will like it. And, and the thing is that you'll realize that the, there's more people on that like it, that dislike it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate that out of 100 people, if 99 like them and one of them doesn't, you're going to focus on the one that happens, doesn't. That all the time. And that so I, I, I've, I've found a way to just let that go by going to the gym and <laughs> running. <laughs> and, that you know, yeah, yeah, or just... You know, I, I think it would hurt more if it was coming from somebody that I whose opinion I cared. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Other than you know, just a random. Yeah. Or somebody on the internet who I don't <laughs> don't don't even some talk troll. to. Yeah. 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 Last year we did a, a video um, promoting the Go movement, and uh, you know we we boosted the post to you know to, to get more eyes on it. And, um, you know, there was a lot of love. There was a lot of engagement. And then there was one random person that I, I, I'd never, I don't know who he is. Um, but he God just bless com- him. He just, <laughs> he just commented, I could care less about Tanzania. Um, U.S. has enough, you know, problems on its own. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, yeah, yeah, we do have a lot of problems. But, like, who, <laughs> like, why, why did you feel the need uh, to just kind of, Bring negativity to something that's supposed there's, to be positive. There's always that one person, yeah. right? You're at a party and someone goes and says a comment that is very unfortunate, and you're like, "Why? Yeah. Unnecessary." Yeah. But I mean, the the more we realize, hey, like whatever, you know, because what we're trying to do is much bigger than what someone. You know, one of the things that I realize is that when somebody hates or strongly dislikes somebody else it's their fear of or them wanting to accomplish something but they can't because they don't they're not bold enough or they don't have the confidence enough to start something so then they see somebody else doing it and then they go oh, I don't like that yeah. but they wish they could do it right so i mean if everybody could do it then everybody would do it yeah you're always going to have hate and um, it's just, it's just um, the difference is how you, how you handle it. For sure. Um, that's going to be everything. Um, I, I want to ask you, how, how do you, um, because, you know, in, this, in the fashion world, I guess, that there's not, it, it's not, definitely not a Christian industry. Uh, it wouldn't be considered a, Chris, a Christian industry. Yeah. Um, how, my, my question, how do you, how do you maintain your, your Christian, you know, character in, in a field that is not primarily run by Christians? Yeah. So... That I, I try to, you know, first of all, act professional in a respectful manner, um, as well as I'm very transparent when it comes to things with my wife, because I mean, it's a very woman heavy industry. Yeah. And, you know, I've done a photo shoot with a girl and I've worked with girls before in these type of things. So. I tend to like tell my wife, I take her to these events. I, you know, I, I have her be, I have her feel part of it. So she doesn't feel like she's out of the loop. And so, um, everything that I do has her stamp of approval and that's just for the sake of our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the first Christian value in which I input all my decisions in. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I, I I try to be uh, a guy that's different from the, what we're, trying to accomplish by, you know, just being that guy. And I think that sometimes you don't have to say I'm Christian for people to say that guy's different. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the way you react, the way you act, the way you, you know, talk, your comments, the things you say, they're the type of things that make you different from other people. Mm -hmm. And so this industry is very... It's very superficial, obviously. You know, people are going based off how you look. Right. You know, they're oh, not yeah, going yeah. based off how, <laughs> what's on the inside. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
And so I, I try to, uh, you know, for the people that follow me and, you know, I try to put Bible scriptures and things like that just to maintain the positivity and to be able to go, you know, we're, we're more than just our image. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're God's children and, you know, we're all going through something and insecurities and things. And I think that, you know, everyone needs to yeah. believe in something. Right. And so... I choose to believe that, you know, God has, you know, if he's put me in this, that he has a purpose for me. That purpose is I figure it out every day. You know, every shoot is one thing at a time. And uh, that's just kind of how I I try to incorporate as much of God Christianity into what I do, Um, you know, but it, it I think it's more with action than with conversating definitely definitely and that's that's pretty much any industry that that isn't you know it's not like ministry related if you work at an office um it's 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 your it's your character it's the way that people see you it's the way that it's the amount of love that you're able to show and and you can back that up because you know christ loved you first and and um that's that's how people see you know that's how people see jesus and and obviously you know um you know, respecting respecting others and 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 doing everything that you do with with excellence. I mean, that's that's all biblically um, warranted. Um, so, and, and you're not taking any. <laughs> all your pictures are 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 mo- you know very modest, and I don't want I don't want anyone thinking like what kind of pictures is he taking. Definitely uh, <laughs> don't have a six pack, guys. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> the the abs are covered up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, I want to ask. Pretty much one final question, then we can kind of start uh, transitioning out. Um, you know, this is, and you mentioned this already a couple of times about you know positive reinforcement and and compliments and and uh, that that happens that happens a lot, especially if you're if you're good at what you do. Right. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get positive reinforcement. You're gonna have people telling you that you're you're good, um, and oftentimes that that's that's good but that's also kind of dangerous because it kind of puff ups our head and 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 i and i can speak you know um i I can definitely speak to this because when i was when i was a kid i I would do you know we we would participate in fine arts right the fine arts festivals and yeah and um i i would i i i would i would sing and uh those were the categories that that i you know all the instrument stuff and and um i I would i would get the merit award yeah I, i would i would I would win, I guess, is yeah. the way that a teenager processes it. Oh, I won. And all of that kind of went to my head. And then, you know, people are clapping as, as you're getting up and you're accepting your reward. And as a, as a kid, especially as a teenager who's not fully processed and developed, yeah. um, that gets to you. So, so my, my question is, how do you handle all of this positive reinforcement uh, when trying to preserve humility? This is, that, this is probably the easiest question. I have... I'm about to be 29 in about two months. So my validation doesn't come from people anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm married. I have a three-year-old who's about to be four. I work with my brother who probably does a really great job at keeping me grounded. <laughs> um, and I, I, I know who I am. It goes back to my roots. Uh, I know where I come from. I know what I'm about. I know who I used to be. You know, I know what I am now. Um, I'm really happy that people find me handsome and that I know how to put clothes together, mm-hmm. but my validation definitely doesn't come from that. It, I feel like my validation comes more from being able to provide for my family and being able to do something that's going to put my family in a better lighting. That's going to, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to have their own thing, right? You know? My dad has is a pastor of a church. My brother owns his own company. Yeah. And then it's me. Like and I'm trying to find that mm-hmm. purpose of greater than myself kind of thing. And so I found something in which comes natural and easy to me. And that's kind of where where I'm at right now. But I love what I get to do outside of work, but I also love to what I get to do in work. And so it's the best of both worlds. Um, as long as that, I think that I, I remain to myself and, and I don't forget where I come from. You know, uh, my parents were first generation American. And so I visit Salvador all the time and, you know, I'm really 
grateful my parents took a chance and came here. Yeah. Not that where I live from is bad or ugly, but I mean, it ain't here. I've been there. It's beautiful. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't United States. Right. And so, um, I'm just, I'm really glad that I have surrounded myself with people that, that lift me up and then they go, all right, that's enough. (laughs) And so, um, I'm, I'm really blessed by that, that I have that, that team, that type of team and that type of, of diversity in, in, in my, in my corner. Yeah. It's always good to, you know, to be lifted up and, and to, to feel that confidence and that confidence sometimes fuels you. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, it, it's always, it's, it's just as good to come right back down because we need to be, you know, kept grounded and, and, and of course, and, and uh, you know, we, we were, we want to remember, you know, the source of everything that we are, which is, which is in God. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's really good, man. Uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and I, I don't know if, you know, before we get out of here, I don't know if there's any, any other um, anything that you want to kind of tell the listeners or say? Yeah, I mean, whoever has an opportunity to listen, uh, thank you for listening, right? Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, it's never too late um, to start something. Um, I remember when I first started this, I was like, I'm 28. I feel like I'm too old. I feel like the boat has passed me. I feel like I'm past my prime, right? I'm a dad now. I probably have <laughs> the dad bod, and I have all these things, and, and it turns out that I wasn't. I was right on time. And so if if you are debating whether you want to do something, whatever it is, take a chance on yourself. Know who's on your boat. Know the vision. Know where you're going. Know that there's a solution at the end of it. Love it. And then go for it. Yeah. And take a chance on yourself. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Re- rewind the last 20 seconds and listen to that again because that's really, really awesome advice. I think so many people just, they don't step out because... They're listening to the people on their boat rather than, you know, paying attention to who's on the other side. Right. Um, so really great advice, man. Thank you so much. Um, my final question is how, how can people kind of get in touch with you or, or find you? You can start. Yeah, yeah know, for shouting, sure. <laughs> shouting uh, out. Follow me on Instagram at Notorious Dragon. And that's just because I love Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> he's a cool MMA fighter. And uh, on in, on Twitter, if you want to, I'm, I'm a little funny. Um, you can follow me on Cal, like as in Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones. Cal Drogo, but okay. Dragon. Okay. Cal Dragon at okay. on Twitter and Facebook. Just my name is Alexis Mondragon. Facebook, and um, really, I'm just your average guy who posts about himself and his family every once in a while. So, yeah. uh, I look forward to. Uh, you have a beautiful little girl, man. Thank you, little girl. She's the best. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go go uh, follow Alexis and um, you know just check him out and follow what he's doing. He's a, he's an awesome guy and um, he's a. I know that he's going to continue reaching new heights. Appreciate and, it. Um, thanks, uh, thanks again, man. Thank, for thank you us. for having me. Thank you for doing this. Game changer. I'm very honored to have been here. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, bro. You All right, it. man. You have a good one. You too.